Welcome to 353rd, a bi-weekly podcast discussing the impact of the internet on business. Today is Friday, January 17th, 2014. This is episode number 66, and I am your host, Anders Brownworth. I'm your other host, Scott Barstow. Scott, welcome to 2014. We're, we're, uh, we're two weeks in. Uh, we're not going to go over all of the, the predictions for the year and whether or not they've, they've ironed out. That's right, I'm, because we know they're all going to come true. They will. So no, don't even need to visit. Revisit yeah, I mean, if we, if we said it, then it, it will happen. It yeah, happens. I mean, it's a given. Fair enough. So, yeah. so we need to talk about something nobody else is talking about. Nobody. Yeah, I mean, nobody. So give me a topic. Just, I don't know, off the top of your head, what do you have? Here's, a, here's what I got for you. Yeah? So last week at CES, there was yes. a bunch of buzz around uh, car manufacturers starting to put um, 4G and LTE radios uh, stock in every car. Right? Okay, slow down. So, so Ford. Yeah. But, yeah, go. So, well, first of all, I already have a 4G radio, and it's called my phone. Yeah, so, but these are going to be in a part of the car. So your car is going to be a traveling Wi-Fi hotspot. Do I, so so do I pay for it anyway? Do I pay I think for you, it? I, like it I think it remains to be seen. I think you'll be paying some sort of service fee on top, I'm so sure. The, so, so what's interesting, I'm, I'm already jumping to a sides. Tesla has had this from pretty much day one. Yes, and but Tesla is a brand new car company, right? They are, but but what they're using it for the I think everybody in the, with the cars wants to you know make it so the kids can play uh, play on the internet while you're driving down the road using their iPod Touch or whatever. But in the case of Tesla, it is so that you can control the car from the outside. Are they doing that? I think that's highly doubtful that uh, any of the sort of mainline yeah. car manufacturers will take that big of a step. Uh, so initially, but maybe they do. Maybe they yeah. allow you to start your car while it's sitting in the garage. Right. Or, that's what I'm thinking. You know, change the climate. You know, open the windows. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, w- w- what is this? What is this? Uh, what kind of a world do are are we living in when all the cars have data connections? Well, I think there, there's all the things that people talk about where you you know you've got real time traffic analysis and you can yeah. do collision avoidance and and all those kinds of things. To sure. me. Uh, I, I prefer to go after and talk about the much more superficial things uh, because that's the kind of guy I am. I'm a superficial guy. And we like superficial on we this love, Yeah, show. we love superficial. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I think – I was thinking about this as I was reading this, uh, this stuff on CES, about CES. I think we're about to see the return of good live radio. Wow. Okay, let's break that down. Yeah. So, and here's what I mean by that. Yeah. So today, if you are, if you're a commuter, your choices uh, when you're on the road are you listen to NPR, yeah, or you listen to some bubblegum pop station programmed by some guy at by, Clear Channel by a computer at yeah, Clear Channel. Yeah, yeah, programmed by a computer at, at Clear Channel where you've got to listen to Taylor Swift's latest single, you know, every 20 minutes. Yeah. And I, can, I can tell you do a lot of listening to Taylor Swift. I, I'm a yeah. huge fan. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't get enough. Okay, got it. And uh, so for me, it's great. But I think for a lot of people, you know, they're probably tired of a of lot of rational people. Gum, yeah, yeah, you know, just awful radio that yeah. we've had for the last really, I would say, you know, really since the early '90s. I think uh, is really that's the time I remember when corporations started taking over. You know, big corporations started running, you know, buying up radio stations. Clear Channel is the most obvious communication or uh, 
most obvious company to roll them Curtis up. Media Group is another one. Yeah, and they just started rolling them up and having this programming that's just the same bland, awful programming across all radio. So, what people started doing, and what I do, if I'm in the car, I listen to podcasts on my on my thing, right? Right. Sure. But there were legit uh, back in the day. There were legit live, like you live, really good morning drive time radio. And I'm not talking about like. Howard Stern, who you can get on XM, yeah. um, but the but just you know local talented drive time radio that was enjoyable to listen to, a lot of variety. So what's the talent? The talent is not the talk show part of it. The talent is is picking uh, good indie stuff that that is sort of alternative. People are not listening to yet, but are gonna you know become popular. Well, is that what you mean? That, that's certainly one aspect of it, but it doesn't matter. I could have a drive time. I think you'll you'll start to see the see the uh, the dawning of an age where if I want to listen to Headbangers Ball, you yeah. know, every time every morning, there's going to be a I'll be able to have live radio with maybe maybe with you know Ricky Rathman, the host of Headbangers Ball back nice. in the I remember that, <laughs> and uh, you know maybe he does a drive time. Headbangers Ball from L.A. every day live. Yeah. And uh, like that kind of thing where you can start to uh, – I can start to see the all these guys that were really popular or even I'm sure there's lots of radio talent now in bigger cities. Um, but in a market like Raleigh, the radio here is just god-awful. <laughs> yeah. As a result, you never listen to it. The only yeah. radio – uh, the only time you listen to the radio is when there's absolute. You can find absolutely nothing else to do. You didn't put. You know, you, for some reason, your phone has been wiped free of any music. You're out of. You're out of data range. You can't stream Spotify across your across the deck. Yeah, and, and that's the only time you turn the radio on. Or you're going through a city and you need to tune it to sixteen ten to get the traffic information or something. Yeah. And you're you know, basically to the end of your rope. You've you've pulled the road flare out from the the pouch. You've stuck one end into your mouth, and you're about ready to rip the thing and blow your head off. Right, and you just hope that it explodes. Yeah, so that misery's over. So, uh, so, well, now having internet in the car, if you you know, it's, it wouldn't solve that you know situation when you don't have an, an actual connection. But um, you still do have. I mean, you're getting at a core point here. I think when you get into the car, you're going to want to, uh, you know, if you've got some, some – I used to just get a little bit of background here. I used to commute into New York City two hours per direction per day. So four hours a day, I'm, I'm dealing with a commute in one form of, of, or another. It could be driving, could be taking the train, whatever. But the point is you've got some time. You know you're going to – you have some sitting time. So you, you can sit around and think. Uh, you can listen to music or what I generally do is I, I'm going to listen to some, uh, you know, see what's going on in the world, kind of something real time. Mm -hmm. And then I delve into a podcast or a, or a lecture or, or something effectively dead. And what you're telling me is I might still do that, but I have this new offering that's, that's, uh, a, essentially a live offering that is, it, it's, it's, Taking all of what was sort of what you would have done in more dead channels, like a podcast or something, and now you're moving it to my 9 a.m. commute or 8 a.m. commute or whatever the time is, uh, so that you cover people live. 
Right. Well, the thing of it is, what so you had, you kind of had the first take at this with Sirius and XM, right? Yeah. Because that took geography out of the mix. So I could listen to a, if Howard Stern was on in New York, yeah, and he wasn't syndicated in my in my market. Uh, I could st- you know if I had XM and Howard's on XM, I can listen to Howard Stern. Doesn't matter where I am. Got it. Yeah. And so that was to me, it was kind of the. That was the first iteration of what I think we're going to go through with internet, you know, with fast internet as a part of the car. And yeah, you could stream it with your phone, right? Yeah. You could do the same thing. You could hook it up, hook it up to your deck, you know, into the aux jack, and you could do the same thing with your phone. I get that. Yeah. But I think there's there's something to the ease of having it right in your dash Absolutely. that I think people are going to like. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna like just having oh the car's on therefore I have internet right so what that kind of thing yeah so what it's saying is essentially podcasts before iTunes were effectively you know nobody listened to them when when they were in iTunes and people could peruse a a, uh, a sort of a selection of them it was convenient is what I'm getting at yep suddenly people re- it exploded people really started digging in and and really you know spending time so. You're saying that, hey, if it's in a, a, a dash accessible thing and all I have to do is kind of pick the one I want and hit play, or not even hit play, just pick the one I want, it tunes in wherever we are. Yep. I, I think that's fantastic. I mean, I, you, can, you can imagine a million uses for this. Um, I'm driving to the airport. I'm going to go flying somewhere. I, uh, you know, I, I, I listen to the weather. I, I, I find out what, uh, you know, what the current weather is and, and uh, you know, Winds aloft and destination and all of this kind of thing, um, but you know, obviously, we're we're talking sort of more about a mass market uh, 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 performance or programming. So, in that, well, maybe it's it goes live, the other way. Maybe it's you know, you and I like to listen to Celtic music on the way to work, and there's somebody do. who's doing a live. Sure, you fair. Know, a drive time Celtic yeah. radio show. I mean, I think it will. It will. I think it will specialize just like every, just like the internet's done to everything else. Hmm. You find a, you get a boutique set of. There's going to be the mass market appeal. There's going to be the Howard Stearns and kind of the the people that everybody likes to listen to, or that millions of people will listen to. But I think just like podcasts, you can have. I bet you'll be able to have a radio show of where you have two hundred thousand listeners spread out across the United States, much like a successful podcaster would. Right. Or and the you, you'll world. be able to monetize that with advertising yeah. and like you'll have a real legitimate audience, but it doesn't, it's not geographically, geographically constrained. Right. So, so uh, in the broadcast model where, so we're not talking about broadcast We're even though it is live, we are really still talking about streaming. It's, it's yeah. not broadcast. It's not thrown out everywhere. And, it, and the incremental cost to get a new listener is effectively zero. That's you know, right. They just turn on their radio and they hear, they start hearing what everybody else is hearing. The, the incremental cost there is zero. In our case, it's not. It's, it's streaming. So there is an incremental cost. Um, however, the model where Clear Channel comes in and, and presents this offering that, that, you know, people obviously respond to and your, your once great radio station turns into Taylor Swift, same song every 30 minutes is because they're working a lowest common denominator formula. That's and in, right. in what you're talking about here, you get rid of the need to go to lowest common denominator because you are, it's really the lowest common denominator of some certain locality. 
that's the constraint of radio. But in this case, with the internet, I mean, literally, you're, you're constrained to the entire world. That's right. So I you, could be listening to a station out of Beijing if I wanted to. For sure, yeah. So, so you're listening to this station, and you are part of a, you know, in, in uh, Clear Channel's uh, uh, audience. Let's say there's 200,000 people listening uh, to a station on, in Clear Channel in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's probably good. I, I don't really I have no idea. But let's just yeah, say that's good. Yeah. You're going to be able to cover such a such a wide area and there's also not a real constraint on how many uh uh streaming channels you can have going at any one time whereas you do in the in the broadcast. I mean, you you're really only transmitting from a certain low number of uh, broadcast stations. In this case, you have essentially an N number of streaming stations, and and each one of them has a footprint of the entire world. So therefore, the lowest common denominator can be a pretty high bar. Like That's you, right. You could do a you could do a you know a thing from MIT where you're uh, doing somebody's uh, you know class on physics or something, and and you would get a two hundred thousand user uh, you know listener. Uh, a stream out of that, I'm sure, across the world, whereas you would never reach that in the Boston, Cambridge area if you were broadcasting. So that is the key difference, right? I think so. I think it's, I think there's, so I think it democratizes, just like we've seen with, um, you know, publishing as an industry where it's been democratized and now anybody can write about anything and have a following that's meaningful enough, assuming you're a good writer and assuming you know your topic, you can write about something and there's, a, there's some number of people who are going to show up every day and read you. And I think we're going to see the same thing with, uh, with what, we, what we call you know, traditional radio today where I can have a show about something that's highly specialized. I play all Depeche Mode from 9 to 10 on the East Coast. I'm tuning into that channel. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be that sort of yeah. specialization, and and you're right. You won't have the constraint of, you know, all all I have to be doing is paying my monthly bill to keep my car online. Right. That's so, my, that's the only thing I have to do, and I'm going to do that anyway. If I've got this in the car, chances are I'm going to pay the twenty bucks a month or whatever it is well, to I'm have. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to pay. Service. I'm going to pay that twenty bucks for another reason. I'm going to pay that twenty bucks so I can lock my car remotely or unlock it remotely yeah, or, or turn it on whatever. or whatever. Right. Yep. right. So, so there is that, but there's, there's another piece here. You have, um, uh, uh, podcasts, let's call them dead in the sense that we are recording this podcast. Nobody is listening live. We'll edit it and put it up as a dead file somewhere and people will listen at random times throughout the day. Now, if we were doing this at, uh, you know, some at some time on Friday regularly, you might know to tune in, but you are essentially because that time component in live is you know constrains you. It's probably you know a tenth of your audience. Now I, I imagine that most people doing this are going to record a show and 
record, you know, do a live performance, but also keep a dead copy for people to come by and listen to later. Cause that's, you know, that's really where the effect is. It's in that long tail of all the right. people listening later. Yeah. Um, so the benefit of having a live show, I mean, back in the day, the benefit of a live show was, you know, before blogs and whatnot, that's how a community might have a conversation. They might call in and say, yeah, the mayor is doing a terrible job, blah, blah, blah. That's and, right. And that was it, you know, or you were, or you were talking about some, you know, news that just broke news that just broke. Yeah, so the exactly. guy, the DJ was talking or the DJ, but the radio personality, you know, just got something off the wire and, you know, uh, we just invaded Baghdad and that's what the conversation right. is about. We break <laughs> into the show, you know, to we'll, the special report and, uh, you know, we'll put you on with, uh, uh, whoever the, the news anchor is, uh, Walter Cronkite breaks in and tells you that the, uh, you know, Vietnam war or something is happening, whatever those cases. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the difference here is blogs exist and, and all these other things exist. So, so I don't know that there is as much of a need and I could be totally wrong here as much of a need for that real time people chatting in a community kind of live radio. I think, you know, the, the, the analog in the live radio world would have been, of course, newspapers and editorials, but then you had the problem, you know, it's basically dead. You got a day before you can hear people's reaction to the articles from yesterday. And right. that's, that's a best case scenario, you know, compared to magazines, which might publish once a month or, or periodicals even less. Yeah. So, uh, so in this case, when, when radio came up, everybody was saying, Wow, this is incredible. They call me on the phone. I get on the air immediately. Uh, the, you know, I'm, I'm talking and, you know, we're having this real time conversation. So this would bring you back to that. And I, I suppose there is an argument there that, uh, blogs don't necessarily have that. And they're also too sort of widely distributed. Um, you know, you don't know to go to this blog or that and, uh, uh, check up on things. You, you, you know, wherein if you're, just casually listening anyway, and they break in and tell you that some terrorist attack or something happened, and it's it's very very current and and actionable news. You have a very strong case, I think. Yeah, and just think about the ability to. I hear something, uh, you know. I hear something on live radio. I flip on my on my deck. I flip over to the Twitter feed and check. What's going on there? And I'm able to kind of see a live uh, stream of whatever hashtag is around that particular event. Yeah, you know the the Arab Spring or whatever it is, and I can see what's going on online uh, using the same the same infrastructure where I'm getting this live content uh, over the air. So right, agreed. I, I I you know I think the other thing that I would point to is. You know, CNN drones on forever and a year, and there's just, I mean, you, you, you try to stay away from it because it's so mind numbing, and then you have to travel, so you end up in an airport and you see that, oh, by the way, CNN is still on 24 seven, right? However, you know, I remember in 2001, uh, on 9-11, you know, everybody was instantly glued to television news. That's right. And, and cause that's when it was super relevant. Um, there's no reason to have the, the guys droning on and on when there is no news, try, trying to kind of drum up, 
you know, yeah, and the, fill air, right? Fill air with the lady's uh, cat that climbed up in the tree and they couldn't. They, the fire department had to come take it down. I mean, give me a break. Have you ever seen, uh, uh, you know, local news? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's disastrous. Yeah. Oh my word! There, there's some car that's gone off the road and uh, some some guy shot somebody else, and and that's where we are. My yeah, world is some better. Puffball story. Yeah. Right. So the uh, so that brings up an interesting uh, idea. So does can you then uh, start to blow away local news <clears throat> using that's the same kind of format? Can I turn uh, can I turn everybody into a reporter and start to get my news on the way to work a different way instead of listening? You know, instead of watching TV news in the morning and then going out the door, maybe I'm starting. Maybe I'm getting a live video stream of a brand new news service here in Raleigh instead of one of the big mainline TV stations. Maybe I'm watching, you know, from some other alternative news source. I'm watching video, which would be yeah, really so, interesting. So I was talking to somebody last night that watched uh, on a daily basis the Today Show. It's kind of like her guilty pleasure or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's just a habit, maybe, let's mm-hmm. say. Wakes up in the morning. Uh, Today Show is on. So I said, well, why? What do you, what do you get? And she says, well, I need to know the weather. Like, oh, well, okay, well, why don't you go to, you know, she's not going to do it on apps. I, I asked about it. She's not going to use the phone and figure out the weather. She wants somebody to explain what her day is going to be like. Yeah. So I said, well, why don't you go to the Weather Channel? And then it brought up another thing. Well, actually, I, I don't, I, I ignore it most of the time, but I do want to know what people are talking about. And therein yeah. lies the key. And yeah. You can obviously see the Weather Channel kind of trending toward, you know, the top videos on YouTube. And you can see uh, the, the Today Show trending toward, uh, uh, you know, making, you know, broad generalizations about weather across the entire, you know, United States or doing their thing. Yeah. Um, so, so the question comes up, all right, uh, if now... In the Norwellian society, the the government had all these cameras looking at everybody. And as it turns out, yeah, actually, that does exist. But we all have cameras, too. And we're all pointing them out and looking at other things. So it's not exactly the Orwellian world. You know, I don't know if it's an ideal, but let's just say it's not the Orwellian uh, ideal, right? So, But what there is is all these people walking around with cameras. So now you can figure out, well, what's the weather like? I don't know. I never you know, even look at an app to find what the weather is like. Right. I look out the window and see what people are wearing. That's essentially what I do for that. To that's, yeah, I stick my head outside. That's what I do. Right, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So, but you may not know that, oh, it's going to ra- rain later on in the day. It'd be useful to bring an umbrella or something. I, I'm out. I'm just not that. I'm a guy, right? Yeah. I'm not that. Yeah, we don't care. We don't care. If, if it <laughs> rains, the rain falls and we didn't, and that's it. You know, we that's don't, right. we don't realize that this kind of thing can be predicted, much less, you know, uh, think of avenues in order to, to manage them. That's um, right. So, uh, uh, to get back to your point about video, I think you have all these people rolling around with cameras. We already have podcasting. You've, there's, there is a smaller video casting kind of a, a, a community going on, I guess, but not really very much live. And the, the, the obvious poster child or children there would be uh, justin.tv and the, the whole live streaming, you stream, you yep, know, sure. whatever it is. Those things, but so do you see people doing what you're talking about, like doing a a a a show that would require a visual component? Maybe you can ignore it a lot of the time, but you kind of want to 
you know, while you're eating your cereal or whatever, you kind of want to gaze up and take a look. I'm, notice I'm not talking about the car situation here. I think it's, it's probably broader. Um, right. Is somebody doing that? Like, is somebody, like, I, I don't know, t- picking up the, the top five things that have, that have happened and maybe one or two of them compellingly requires video and everything else it doesn't. So you have these jokers sitting at a table with microphones talking, but then every once in a while they're, they're showing a, you know, yeah, let's I don't just know. say YouTube video. I, don't, I haven't seen it if it's happening. Yeah. But I, I think there is this, I think radio is part of this. Uh, I think there's a, a, a broader, maybe not a revolution, but next step in the evolution. I think you're right. Where, uh, I think news is news is more interesting because it's it's hyper focused on a topic. And if I want the broad general news, you know, I can find that. That's you know, that's CNN, that's Fox News, well, that's it's all those guys. Like NPR and stuff. It's, yeah. you know, I, I I have a hard time believing CNN could put together a cohesive look. This is all you need to know in one minute for the I, day. Yeah, and that's not in their interest. They then, want yeah. you watching TV because they want you watching ads. So they're going to spread the content out, right? Um, yeah. But I think the so it's probably not them. It's a news service that operates, you know, five minutes at a time instead of twenty minutes right. at a time, which is what CNN their loop is probably twenty minutes or something like that. Right. Well, so uh, NPR's loop is like two hours yep, in the morning. That's right. So if you're anywhere within that too, but it also dives a lot deeper uh, and yep. is has a much more international focus. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. Uh, this is my, and I, I don't know why I find this interesting. I think it's just because I. I used to really like radio, and now yeah. I, I don't like it at all. I think the only radio that I ever listened to, I'll listen to something like, you know, Fresh Air on NPR or yeah. something like that. But I just the music on radio is so bad now. I, and I, yeah, and I think the you have this opportunity. Yes, you could put together your own playlists on Spotify and roll with them, stick your headphones in your ears, or plug in the aux deck. Yes, you can do all of that. I get that, but there, you still want everybody wants to know what somebody else is listening to that they haven't heard of yet. Yeah. If you're into music, that's still a big deal. Yeah, discovery is a big deal, and yep. radio was discovery back when that's you right. and I were growing up. That's right. That's how you heard the very latest songs, and you had the top 40 stuff that everybody listened to, and then if you lived in a good area, you had that radio station that played stuff that nobody else was playing, yep. and they had the DJ that was a little bit weird, you know, and <laughs> an but, annoying voice. Yeah. yeah, had an annoying voice, but they played awesome music. Yeah, and and that's how you found out about you know Depeche Mode or some other obscure band that ended up being a big band. But these music, these acts that you would never have heard of on Casey Kasem's Top Forty or so something what you're, like that. Yeah. So what you're arguing for here is not a uh, a revolution or anything, just really a resurgence of the job that radio used to solve for you when you were. Uh, younger and and I mean I, there are obvious. I mean, you go to the iTunes store, you look at uh, you know. There's obviously other ways that people come into contact with new music, Spotify, all of these kind of you know tweet whatever I'm listening to kind of stuff. But there there is a another piece to that, and that is the the live nature of it. You're you are listening. You can't just skip forward. You're That's listening right. right now to this song, and we all we're all listening to this song because the focus is is it warrants. That's uh, right. Well, that and song. somebody that I chose to listen to said, right. "You need to listen to this song." Yeah, and here it and, is right now. Yeah, and I think there's you already have 
Uh, so there's services like Vinyl Me Please, which are, are already doing this kind of thing at a much smaller scale yeah. where you get uh, – they're, they're distributing playlists for you of things they think are interesting. Well, Vinyl Me, Vinyl Me is And they're really sending you an LP yeah. you know, every you, month that's, uh, that's something that I guarantee you is not on your radar. Yeah. And you get it and you're like, man, this is really interesting. Yeah. And so those people are the people that I think have a huge opportunity coming up. I, I the guys totally, that curate music. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I actually have somewhat of a, of a, an exclusive ace up my sleeve on this. And that is the fact that my brother works at a high school. He's a teacher. And every, you know, occasionally he asks the kids what they're listening to. And they give him, you know, he says, give me 10 uh, songs that you're listening to. And you get a lot of junk. But pretty much the, the really good stuff bubbles up. They find it. I don't know how. Because they listen to countless hours of garbage, but they do run across some really good stuff. And, and occasionally, right. you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the one you're like, holy yeah. cow, I'm oh, listening to this really thing. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and then you like, get to go tell somebody else about it, which makes you feel like you're the guy in the know. Yeah. Which you are. Which everybody loves. Everybody, everybody loves, loves that, that feeling. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Drive time radio or live radio. It's back, baby. Yeah, that's right. Bring it on. We'll talk to you next time.